Don't look under the internet. <laughs> I'm so happy that keeps happening. <laughs> it does not have to do with chlamydia. Okay. Uh, but is it is awesome. Okay, well, fuck it. Let's hear it. So, you know how birds fly in like a V formation, right? Yeah, like geese. Yeah. Like that one movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how like one side is always longer than the other. Yeah. Do like you know compensating why, for something. Do you know why that is? Isn't that because that's the rotating? Well, you probably have an actual funny answer to this. No, I don't know why. Mike, do you know? No. More birds. <laughs> God. <laughs> There's just more birds over there. <laughs> is that? <laughs> That's why that side's longer. There's more birds. Oh, man. Fun, fun Star Wars facts. In the movie Star Wars, Darth Vader says, Luke, I'm your father because he is his father. Actually, I do have a fun Star Wars fact that has to do with birds. So you know, How? You know the porgs? How is this a transition? I hate those things. No, right. No, listen. Just listen. Yes. You know the porgs, right? Yeah. The little fucking noseless pieces of uh-huh. shit. You know why they exist? To sell toys. No. So on yes. location, on location, when they were filming... There were so many puffins in the shots that they couldn't get rid of them, so they just turned them into the porgs. Wow. It's the only reason they exist, is because they could not get a clean shot without them. Because <laughs> fucking I, puffins. Here I thought it was toys. God damn it, Welcome Star to Wars. Don't Look Under the Internet, everyone. Yes. Welcome, everybody. Where you get trivia about Star Wars, bird migration. Hubert, Pubert, Lovecraft. Gargamel. Yeah. Hube. Well, big one on the Gargamel. Hube. Cube. <laughs> I'm no. You're okay. Jason. I am Jason. Thank you. That's Doug. Hello. I'm. Uh, Who's joining us today? Uh, we always have a special guest celebrity. Hi, I'm Clark. I like biscuits and waffles. God damn it! Well, this is the wrong celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> it's I the wrong we, one. Thought we pulled someone better this week, but Hi. apparently not. I got you. I'm not Clark. I'm known tennis professional. Serena Williams? No, Venus. Oh, you're Venus? Okay. Yes. Don't Didn't get us confused. That's why, okay. Did you commit vehicular manslaughter? <laughs> no. You're, <laughs> you're, you're thinking of... Um, yeah, let's talk about that for a bit. You're thinking of uh, Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, she also killed Laura Bush, but who's yes, counting? Yes, she killed a man as well. <laughs> Clearly, got, Doug got away with it. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Don't Look Under the Internet, um, Part Two, Mother Horse Size. Yes, the horsening. Part Two of Mother Horse Size. We thought we could do it in one, and then we realized that it was better than us. So here we are, Part Two. Part Two. So if you guys remember, last time we kind of left off. Um, I want to say a culmination, but it wasn't really that. It was more or less a. Uh, Conglomeration of fleshy interfacey stories, aka yeah, that's better. Space pussy. Yep, space pussy. Um, we've, it's if just you it's, took anything away from last time. Yeah, please, space, just space, space pussy. pussy. Um, 
But no, we're here to delve into the heart of this story. So in part one, we went over more or less what was I would consider like the setup. Like it gives yeah. us all the background information about what these flesh interfaces well, not what they are, but where they come from, how they're made, what they cause. But we still don't know what the fuck they are. We also give you a small look into uh, a big main character, the the mother horse eyes, mm-hmm. um, which we'll be going over a little bit more throughout this episode. As uh, you know, basically as it comes the, up, yeah, as as it comes up as the backstory, like it's almost the backbone of the story in a sense. But uh, we also have a lot of other characters, a lot of other settings, and just a lot of fun stuff that this this whole story kind of brings to light yeah you might as well just shit in your hand and throw it at the fan because that's where we're at right now <laughs> if you couldn't tell a few of us might have some very strong gratitudinal feelings towards <laughs> this whole story and some of us might be a little more dissenting but <laughs> i personally happen to love this story let's dump into mother horse eyes part two <laughs> let's fucking dump into mother all right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's start dumping our load on this first narrative, right? Don't so yeah, so last time we left off at a little story called Aftermath, which told of what otherworldly ruination yeah. far in the future. Yep. So future destruction of a city um, that basically gave us what we know as the uh, the true facts of what the flesh interface can and cannot do. Um, in this one, we're actually going to start in a kind of completely opposite limelight uh, of what we call this narrative, uh, the storyteller, which is also a singular post, uh, one-off, um, narrative. So this post is actually going to tie into the last post we're going to talk about really, really well, which I think is going to be really, really fun once we get there. But, um, this, this is, this narrative is called the storyteller. Um, and basically what it is, it's, it's a short story of a man who wakes up drunk in an uh, elderly lady's home. Um, and basically, he kind of doesn't know what's going on. Doesn't Tuesday, am I right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too true. Um, but yeah, he wakes up in this woman's home. He doesn't quite remember why he's there or what he's doing there. So he kind of, you know, starts asking her, like, hey, what's going on? And she goes on to explain that, well, you came into my bar, you started telling the story, the story was amazing, and you were so close to finishing it, but you got really drunk. So I decided to, you know, bring you back to my place so that you could sober up, you didn't have to drive home, etc. And feel the sweat pussy. Yeah, the space pussy. Yeah. Um... So once she tells him this, he has no recollection of what the story is. He has no idea. He's like, can you tell me the story? Can you explain the story to me? Like, why, like, why can't I remember the story? So she goes, well, you know, here's the first part of the story, but I really am not going to do it any justice the way that you did. So he's like, he's like, fine, that's, that's fine. Like, just tell me the story. So she starts to tell him the first part of the story. And then all these memories start to flood him. And the beginning of the story brings up that he's heard this story so many times, but will never know the ending. Mm. And it's just this kind of like culminative, like shit, like that's deep as fuck. But it also sucks. We're not going to know the fucking end. Exactly. And we don't even know the beginning because they never actually tell us that. But this is some bullshit. Well, so this is do... just like fucking some shadow of time 
esque story. Yeah, and actually one of the big motifs throughout the post that we're going to be describing in this episode have to do a lot with I want to say addiction, alcoholism, yes. drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking um, is a common theme throughout oh, yeah. this entire story. Very, very big motif in this one. But uh, that's where we're going to begin this episode. It's just a really quick post, but I think it sets up this whole episode really well. So, in light of uh, the information we just saw, let's let's look at something completely fucking different. Yeah, let's do a 180 <laughs> real quick. We're going to go 180. Actually, the rest of this episode is kind of 180, so let's let's just... Fucking put the foot on the gas on this one. This is so, a story about, about a, a man, man named Ben. Yes. Wow, that didn't work. No, it didn't work at all. We tried. <laughs> That's our best. Doug, don't make fun of it. You mean the Podfather? The Pod. Oh, that's right. When we you can't speak against him, when you refer to me, <laughs> you name me correctly. Is this, is this like a like a radio DJ thing? You're listening to Grundle Thumper and the Podfather. <laughs> the Podfather. The Grund- Podfather. Grundle Thumper. Grundle Thumper and the Podfather. <laughs> no, unfortunately. But so we're gonna we're gonna go into this new narrative called the Ben narrative, and it's actually it's pretty lengthy. Um, it's interesting for we're sure. We're gonna short it up as much yes. as we can. We're not gonna do it. It's justice. We are absolutely cl- clipping its wings. We because we we have, we have so much to get through. So well, we we really want you guys to look at this stuff yourselves. That's why we yeah. do this. We want you to enter like enter like literally just go onto Reddit or r slash arg. And fucking look at all the shit they have there. It's amazing. I will say this is one of, out of all of the narratives you can find on Reddit, this is probably one of my favorites. Just because it's so well done. It's very fun, but very lengthy. Yeah. Yes, it's lengthy. And, but if you, you know, if you if you take a look at it, you can see why we cut it down. We're yeah. three grown men with full-time jobs who are also <laughs> trying to do this. We don't, unfortunately, have the time to get... We're, super detailed so we, we, are we also, have to cut some things down unfortunately we are, we are also trapped in a sweat lodge right now so well we so, also don't want you guys to have to listen to like five hour episodes about one topic no. so please go look this shit up we'll put links in our descriptions and everything as always we love you oh yes. yeah and and those words that i was trying to get out of my mouth earlier <laughs> we just want you to enter the realm of the things that we love and yeah that's kind of why we do this like we would we love to explain these things to you but we also want you to be able to go to the specific topics and then look at them yourselves and formulate your own like opinions because you you will get much and more out of this email us or dm us your opinions have you got a fax machine yet for real <laughs> seriously buy a fax machine give us your fax number we will send you a fax of hey, doug's booty doug, this I, this is this is off off, off record. record yeah do we have a fax machine do we know how to use a fax machine <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Well, let's go back to the episode now. Okay. Okay. So, let's get right into this next narrative, the Ben narrative. Now, I know some of you that have been listening to us religiously might think that this has something to do with Ben Drowned. No, it's different. Wait, did you just... God damn it. (laughs) Don't steal my thing. (laughs) Fucking call up Bare Naked Ladies. We owe them another $200. I just got... (laughs) Uh, no, it wasn't more than 10 seconds, so... For the first time oh, in... We can argue that. For the first time in weeks, I just heard a laugh. <laughs> oh my I didn't god. You st- are you still hearing that laugh? Yeah, aren't you? I wasn't, but Ow. thank you. Um, anyway. So let's let's go into this Ben narrative. Ben! I will say, the start of this narrative is a little different. It's... 
Okay. Let's just go. Let's just dive right into it. Dump into it. So uh, just a kind of quick, you know, summary. Uh, we're we're kind of moving into the future is kind of yes. where these start to go. So we don't I, we don't have times or dates really, but we're getting definitely into a time that is not now, for lack of a better word. Correct. So um, this Ben narrative starts off where we learn about something called the hygiene beds. And basically what it is, is that these, this flesh interface technology has become so advanced that now we have kind of, think Wally almost, I guess, like, honestly, think Wally plus, uh, if Wally met the the matrix. Yeah. I was going to say, think the matrix, basically you plug yourself into this bed and it's like, I almost want to say Futurama-esque, where they plug themselves into the internet, and yeah, they're just, like, just walking around. Going. So they, they call this the hyper-realm. Yeah. Like, they, they refer to this as the hyper-realm. And the reason they refer to this as such is, in this narrative, you start to kind of get an idea of what it's like to experience more than three dimensions. You, you basically get to go into this bed log into a different dimension so to say and live your life completely out of real life so you can i read off a uh, a title of one of the the things you might be able to log into in this just to give an example yeah yeah of course um there is an, an option under this whole neural network this hyper realm called child holocaust muscle thumps <laughs> I huh. don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't think I want to visit that area. I don't either, to be quite honest with you. It sounds like a conglomeration of a lot of different ideas at the same time, but that's kind of indicative of this whole realm, I guess, because you're plugging yourself in to whatever, whatever the fuck you, you want. want. Right. You can literally mix, if you wanted to mix uh, Mambo Number no. 5 with Double <laughs> Penetration and Dippin' Dots. And Scrooge McFuck. Yes, you you could do that. Chef's kiss, perfect could, place to go. You could feel all of those things at the same time. See, but there's a problem with that. What is that, Doug? The problem is that your bed gets fucking stinky, mm-hmm. and it's a problem. <laughs> and let me tell you about that problem. It does. Well, let me, a problem. gosh dang, let me tell you, your bed gets all stinky. Stank. I, I'm not even kidding though. Like, no, so yeah. you you go into this bed and you're connected, right? But the bed is smart. So once you start to start filling up your shit tank and your piss tank and you're just really unhygienic and hell, you're getting a ton of bed sores from just being logged into this thing for months at a time, it starts to smell putrid. Mm -hmm. But the best part is you don't have to deal with it. And Mambo number five. The first, yeah, well, that's the second best part. But the first best part is that if you are one of these people plugged into a bed, let's say you shit yourself. You're not going to know. <laughs> you won't know. And no. in fact, the bed will take care of it for you. <laughs> You're off experiencing it's like one of those, cardboard uh... macaroni whale songs <laughs> or let's whatever. Let's be real. Everybody just be fucking. Yeah. It's it's like everyone those, is fucking uh, each other. Just those, consistent those fucking. Automatic, like, uh, cat litter cleaners. Yes. Put yeah. Under your own spinning. Butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but this whole You're first... You're just spinning around <laughs> Poop's just being filtered out. Mike, Mike is stuck. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's literally, cylinder. yeah, it's all he's seeing <laughs> in his cylinder. head now. He's just like, oh my god, there's shit floating around everywhere. 
And this is why I love doing this podcast with these two fucks. <laughs> because they're dumb. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Eh, we're all fucking dumb. So, getting back on track, these beds are going to be smart enough to tell you, hey, you filled your whole shit tank up, like, you need to get out of this and get up and have maintenance done on your bed. Which is one of the only ways the bed will actually wake you up, basically. Is if your shit box gets full. If you fill your shit box. Um, There's a couple other ways, but, like, hygiene is essentially the biggest one that's gonna happen hence the name are you singing if fred durst sang evanescence is that what's happening right now (laughs) i can't wake up god help us are we in a fucking tank right now we're probably i don't i don't know if this is what i'm thinking i want to do in a tank where i can do this is paradise for me really are you guys are you guys supremely happy right now I'm on cloud nine, baby. Honestly, if if I thought this was supreme happiness, this room would be like 15 degrees colder. Maybe 20 even. Yeah, even let's just push the fucking bill on that. Let's go 30. Like, <laughs> like I'd be cold. horrible in here. Like, my nips would just be hard as fuck, like, the where, whole time we're doing where this. Where are we narrative-wise? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are starting the Ben narrative, and we are tangenting, and you are fine with that. So... Thank you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Back on track. I am yes. fine with it. <laughs> Long story short, these beds are going to tell you, hey, wake up, you smell like shit, you're a big piece of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people don't actually have that much dignity to get out of bed still. Yeah, you can still ignore these alarms. Yeah, you, you can. If, you're, if your will is strong enough to keep playing, you know, Princess Peach's Puffy Pussy or whatever you're doing... <laughs> You're you're not gonna get out of bed, right? It's not a no. licensed Nintendo game at all. Um, no, it's not. Not a, not a sponsor not yet. Um, so, <laughs> long story short, the only other way that you can get out of this bed is if your tenants start smelling your shit box and they send someone to come and get you out of the bed. Yeah, and but there's still a process. Like you still have to think th- again. The Matrix. You have to be unloaded from the program. Yeah, they'll just unplug you, wake you up, and you'll feel like a big dumb idiot and with um, shit in your pants. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be covered in shit and bed sores and piss, and it's not a good time. But the best thing about this post is. <laughs> The 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 person who wrote it, the last sentence just says, I don't know what God looks like, but he smells like a dead cat wearing an old jockstrap. <laughs> and if that doesn't describe the smell to you, I don't know what else will, but holy shit. It's a good description. W- look at the future we have to look forward to. <laughs> All I smell is dead cat pussy. Mm. Delicious. All right, that means I'm normal. Cool. Well, we we are it's not a stroke. <laughs> we do get kind of into a narrative about these, yes. these beds about so, a man named Ben jumping from this backstory and like these all this information about what these hygiene beds are. It dives directly into a user story um, by a user. Actually, I don't think the name is uh is actually given out. Um, but it's, it's basically somebody's play by play of what they deal with while in connected to this like neural network. And the story of it is called finger blasting. Hell yeah, man. (laughs) Um, so this kind of goes over how somebody gets one of these neural networks for the first time and they plug into it. And they go fucking bananas about it. They're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, you can fucking hear colors. Like, you are literally, you're not in, you're not in three dimensions. 
You're I like six. Fred Durst and Fred Willard at the same time. And you can fuck both of them if you want. R.I.P. And honestly, that's what this is used for, is sexual goddamn gratification. So, this next post is all about a... I don't know what to call them. Like a, It's like a social worker, but for people who have been hooked up to these hygiene beds for too long. So these beds basically facilitate your perfect world. You can design it, you can play in it, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's a sandbox. Yeah. If you were a part of that... And then you were ripped out of that and put into this world, you might have a slight adverse reaction to it, especially through a prolonged connection. If you're there for like, let's say, okay, Mike, what's your perfect, what's your perfect activity? Just in general? Yeah. What, what would you like to be doing? If you could do one thing every day, what would it be? Money's um, not an issue. Money or just like reality? Nothing just is if, an issue. If, if Reality is not even if an issue. Nothing is an issue. Yeah. I would like to be a Saiyan from Dragon Ball, just flying oh, around, man. going Super Saiyan all the goddamn time, shooting command mail waves. So let's say you spent seventy-two hours as Goku, and all of a sudden you were forced. Put me back! Put me back! <laughs> you were forced to come back. <laughs> Give to me this the Dragon Ball. Right. Back. There's never a good reaction. Give me back to that. my hot Asian wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to summon a spear bomb. Choo <laughs> choo, no. If you're plugged into one of these things and you have your dreams at your fingertips, do you really think you want to come back to Fuck no. a nine to five at fucking Hardee's? Yeah, Hardee's or 7 Eleven or some shit? No, fuck no. You want to stay plugged the fuck in. And that is the issue a lot of people have with this thing is they plug in, they realize it is and they way don't plug better. Out. Yeah, they don't plug out. They. They realize it's way better than any kind of reality they could possibly imagine. It's kind of like Ready Player One. It is. Or Ender's Game. Yeah, that too. Yep. So they stay plugged in. Or Club Penguin, yes. I'm going to preface this by saying this is not exactly PG, because (laughs) most people... So we talked a lot about mixing of senses, like... If you were to get plugged into one of these, you could be at a, I don't fucking know, a death clock concert and also be experiencing what it feels like to be a duck <laughs> and the color yellow all at the same time. Like, it's it's a bunch of these concepts that are just out there that you can just plug into I'm your own concert. brain. It's amazing. Death clock's performing. Now I'm in a pond. I mean, I'm getting bread thrown at me. Now if And now I know what it's like to be a lemon. If you were by yourself... Like, you, there was no one else around, and you had full creative control over the world you were in. Be great. What is... If you had to bet on what you think might happen, what do you think might happen there, Mike? Um, Whatever, you boy, are my, literally God. My ego would be through the roof, I'll tell you that much. Do you think... Do you think boners might happen? Do you think sexual drive might come into this? Probably. Yeah. It comes into it a lot. So, the majority of these people getting plugged in realize that they can incorporate their sexual gratification with whatever the fuck they want, and they just mash them together. So, this story kind of goes over how a rehab specialist kind of takes people that are plugged in for too long and tries to make them okay with the world. When that happens, they are so used to being plugged in and being able to gratify any kind of urge they have. 
you would not believe the amount of times that these people come out of these chambers their dick out and call it just start fucking going start masturbating it. guys girls whatever the middle of a sentence just oh i thought about a sexy guy or i thought about you know fucking a sexy lady there's tits on the screen who cares i'm beating off like that's just and they now they don't good skip a, a beat they don't skip a beat they just keep talking about whatever the fuck they're talking about while masturbating like it's normal is it now, not for you they they Essentially rewired their brain. Now I've yeah. I've I've been to McDonald's before. <laughs> I've gotten a Where's this bacon going? egg and cheese McGriddle. I know yeah. what it's like to be aroused. I I yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what it's like to get a boner about food. Do I start beating my dick in McDonald's? No. Only one day a year. You should try it. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know that. I save it, Doug. It's gotta be special, it but no, does. like this is this is a problem that everyone finds is that it it all leads to masturbation. So every one of these interviews you have to get through while listening to somebody talk while they're either fucking beating their dick or fingering their pussy. Like that's just what you have to deal with, and that's what this whole story goes over. Is kind this of is just a, the intro to what the beds are? Yes, we haven't even gotten to bed yet. And I, I, I know, no, I guarantee, like. I understand this is taking a bit, but this is important for setup for the rest of the whole narrative. So these people cannot come back to reality because they're so influenced by their sexual realities that they've come up with their in their own minds that once they are ripped back into reality, they cannot fathom the fact that they can't just fucking beat off whatever they want. At all. So with that, we go to the next post. <laughs> wow, what a way to... How can I top that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the next we're, the next post, we're finally getting into the man named Ben. We're kind of done with the whole over-sexualized portion The finger of blasting? Yes, we're kind of done with that. <laughs> I feel like that was just a additive. For it now, works. anyway, I guess. But sex sells, bang, Mike. Bang, bang, uh, essentially, we're introduced to a... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doug. South Park, anyone? Okay. Yes. Essentially, we're introduced to a uh, readjustment specialist named Ben... Um, and he gets yet another hair cocoon, because this is just a typical fucking Tuesday for this guy. Ah, uh, the old hair cocoon. This cocoon was a 33-year-old woman named Karen, who went into the bed at nine years old, and she came out 33. <laughs> She's been in there for, what is that, 24 years? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how these people go in and then come out younger. Kind of infant, like they say. It's it's mm-hmm. It's baffling to them, but they're kind of getting used to the routine because they see so many people coming in and out like that. Right. Um, Karen, uh, she was in for a record amount of time. She was in for 24 years. Um, as the surgeon started to rip the flesh sacks off of her, it slowly revealed her baby face and her nine-year-old creepy baby-like body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, usually when people go in for so long, uh, they come out with no memories and no cognitive abilities, but Karen came out, she opened her eyes, she opened her mouth and she started to talk. She came out and the first thing she said was just, hello, friends. Okay. And everyone there was like, what the fuck? She can't be. Yeah. How the fuck are you talking to me right now? She can't be talking. Um, she, she followed it up by just saying, is that you, Ben? And Ben's like, how do you know my name? I just read your file for the first time half an hour ago. <laughs> uh, you should know who I am. So he's like... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking here. <laughs> That's me. What's up? 
And she's like, can you come closer, Ben? I can't see you. I'm scared. And he's like, sure. So he kind of just gets a little closer to her. And she tells him, um, she says, a moment ago, one of your technicians placed a small pellet under the skin of my forearm. Within 10 minutes, the pellet's wax coating will melt and release a cardioplegic into my bloodstream, stopping my heart. You must cut it out. There's a saw? Like, yeah, I want to play a game? I want to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The choice is yours. But, um, with that, um, we find, uh, we, we, we find out that Ben's like, nah. Like, what are you talking about? That's, that's not true. You're just, this is all just kind of like a delusion that you're making up from coming back from this realm that you were just in. Okay. It's, it's a delirium, they think. So he's like, all right, let's just get you the fuck out of here. So him and his little, like, crew of, of medical professionals, like, take her to this elevator with this man named um, Elaine. I believe it's a I, man named it's, Elaine. It's spelled E L A I N, so I want to say it's Elaine. Okay. Um, but he's waiting in the. Or it's Elon. I prefer. Oh. <laughs> the musky. Um, but he, he's waiting. The musky, musky. Yeah, he's waiting with the elevator open for them. And okay. They get in the elevator with him, and right before they get in the elevator, Karen whispers to Ben, "Like Elaine, like he has something to do with this," and so. Ben's like, nah, you're still wrong. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, you're just <laughs> delirious. About, shit. But he's also in the back of his head, like, how the fuck does she know who Elaine is? Like, we never said his name. So they're in the elevator now, like, going down to the the, the med bay where they're going to store Karen and kind of observe her a little bit more. And he starts to notice that Elaine is a little, like, nervous to be there. He's not really talking to anybody. He's kind of looking down and kind of, like, shifting his gaze back and forth between Ben and Karen. Yeah. And, uh... Ben looks down at Karen's wrist and he sees a little bit of blood on the sheets next to her. And okay. he's like, that's not normal. So Ben like takes her wrist and he like feels it and he feels a little like puncture wound and a little like, like a little ball, like in her wrist, like oh, the wax pellet that she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh shit, Elaine here had something to fucking do with this. So he just straight up just tackles Elaine. Like he, he, he lunges over the gurney that Karen's in. And he just tackles him to the ground. And at this point, Elaine, like, goes to pull out a fucking, like, pistol. And he tackles him to the ground. A shot goes off during this, like, cross, this fight. And Elaine gets up and he says, was I shot? And at that time, Ben is able to grab the pistol. And he straight up just shoots Elaine in the fucking head. Damn. Yep, just busts his ass. Um... He, they, they, they leave the elevator. A little bit of a shootout happens in the hospital as well. Jesus. Yeah, because, you know, more people are in on this. Obviously. And since this is the future, um, Ben and Karen get into this, like, self-driving car. So, Musk, Elon, is in on this Like now. the Domino's pizza delivery vehicle. Yes. The, yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I do want to mention one thing real quick. Um, there's this weird thing that they end up doing together where he, he plugs himself into her feed interface yep and this is how she ends up communicating with him oh yes yeah, i thank you i forgot about that yeah he like he like dips her in this like gooey substance and that like helps them like communicate better um because she can't like talk very well she's just this like basically skin and bone skinny baby thing so skinny th- baby yeah, bunny bean. Skinny, yeah exactly i can't skinny baby baby yeah <laughs> but yeah thank you yeah so that that helps them like communicate he like just 
She's almost communicating to... like a uh, like a computer would. Like, yeah, in very short sentences, like very like quick thoughts. Yeah, but they then they get into this like self driving car and they take this to this like forest area, and uh, Ben's like, "Where the fuck are we going?" Karen's like, "To the forest we go." Like, let's go. So he wheels her out there in the wheelchair that he has for her because she can't walk very well, and they get to this like beat up like structure. And he's like, what is this? And she's like, this is where I was raised. And she's just kind of like staring at these gnats that are just flying around the air. And she starts to oh, cry. Right, right, right. Yeah, she just starts to cry. And she's like very happy. But yeah. she also gets very sad very easily. And Ben's like, well, now what do we do? Like, what are we looking for? She's like, the key is here. He's like, okay, where is it? She's like, it, it's Duh. here it is. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, we're here. This is it. He's like, what do you mean? She's like, there's nothing we can do. She says, Q has already taken over the world. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do now. And, he, and Ben says, what is the point of all this then? Why did I bring you out here? And she says, well, you're, you're a character in this narrative, right? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, don't you think it's a little weird how two, two main characters just went out on this adventure into the woods together to find the, yeah. the, the thing that's going to rescue the world. Yeah, Don't you go, think that's weird? It goes real we're, meta. Yeah. Yeah. She says we're in a someone else's story, yep. essentially. And, and he's like, what the fuck? Oh, that's so important. And, uh, and she says, how about you start to write a poem? I'm going to write a poem. You should write one, too. And he's like, why would I do that? And she says, someone will read it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of go from there he thinks she's just kind of crazy but she's just staring at these gnats that's yep. just floating around the air and she's just jotting things down and then eventually he just starts writing in his journal too so it's a very weird story very we summed up a fuck ton yes it's um, very summed very up. summed if you want a fucking fantastic narrative literally go to any of these these stories just read them through the like you will not be disappointed if these were in a collection of like let, like we both on the lovecraft like mm-hmm. complete fiction yeah. if this was in the same format this would be on my shelf oh yeah absolutely. Easy. i know you can get this you can already get this as like a full audiobook somebody took the time to convert the posts that we've been reading through into an audiobook which is awesome mm-hmm. and i would love to have it but it's not it's not there yet once it is guaranteed, I will be buying a copy. Yeah, but we kind of leave. So good. We kind of leave Ben territory now. Yes, um, and we yes go, we do. We kind of go back to Nazi land a smidgen. But the difference being is that this Nazi land has a lot to do with everything. Like so, I love 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 these posts. Um, so the next narrative we're going into is something called the SS officer narratives if you couldn't tell it might have something to do with nazi germany um but holy shit like it sheds light on a lot so this starts off with a nazi officer an ss officer what a surprise who's in charge of a concentration camp and he he starts by pretty it's it's almost like his it's we're reading his journal more or less he starts off by going over like what the process is for, you know, processing the Jews that they bring into these concentration camps. It's all fucking horrible. Like, this is one of the most depressing things I've ever read in my entire life. So it goes over, like, the trains coming in, them getting off the train. Oh, half of them getting off the trains because the other half are fucking dead. 
they though they then go to get processed. They go to the work camps, and when it's time to go take how they call a shower, they get put in lines. I know this is all very difficult. Like this is all very very troubling content, and I apologize, but this is like this is what they're writing about. I want to talk about flesh interfaces, and you're well, bringing the real world. I promise we'll get there. I promise. So it's about an officer who is in charge of this camp of processing the Jews being rounded up by the Nazis in Hitler's Germany. And it goes over just like day-to-day routines about – I mean the first one's pretty brutal because it's all about this officer who processes a train – a new train load of you know Jewish inmates who he then sends to the showers. And because they – what happens – what happens – is that women and men are separated, so the men go first, which means the women have to hear all of it. When the women hear all of it, they start fleeing and trying to get the fuck out of the way. When that happens, the officers draw their sabers, and they just kind of start hacking. And it's, it's, all, it's, it's all historically accurate, and it sucks, because it's, it's very, very, very fucking real. And then we get to know this one officer a little bit more, because he introduces... A doctor named Dr. Engel. Mm, I know him too well right now. Yes. Dr. Engel is a colossal piece of shit. He has in his service a Jewish man, an older Jewish man, who seems to be helping him with his research. Which means he's like on par with, take like a Nazi concentration camp general, and then add two ranks. And that's where this... Jewish person is in 1940 Germany. Like, nope, <laughs> that doesn't happen <laughs> unless they are actively finding out and like telling the Nazis where the Jews are. Um, so he's helping out this Dr. Engel and they come to this camp because apparently it's a perfect location for what they want to do. And they set up this, like they have all these spare resources or the Nazis have all these spare buildings and resources so this doctor comes in, and he sets up camp, and he starts, they close the doors, it's very, all very secretive, all that they see are these giant tarped, like, carts being wheeled out to the burn piles, where they burn, like, the, the, the bodies of the Jews that were put into the gas chambers. Giant carts, and they're just dripping with blood. Literally, like, it's, they said something like it's, like, like 15 feet high, they pull out there, and they just burn. Um, at what first, those are. Yeah, at first, you know, they think that the officers think nothing of it, and they go about their business of, you know, exterminating goddamn Jews. And they, like, you know, we're all here for, for the cause. And the cause is, like, a big, like, they reiterate that over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so it's business as usual until a uh, Ukrainian um, prisoner pulls a skull from one of the burn piles. Now, the skull is bigger than it should be. It has, like, 16 eye holes. And it just, it Those looks... my it eye looks holes. Beat you to it, Doug. <laughs> I know, you bitch. <laughs> it looks fucked up. So this Ukrainian brings the skull to this Nazi officer, who's the subject of this whole narrative, and says, like, Hey, I know you're doing your job correctly, but I think you should look into this. To which he was immediately received a nearly fatal thrashing. Because how dare someone 
suggest what an o- a Nazi officer's uh, duties are or what their obligations How are, dare right? You. Yeah. The worst part is this Nazi officer, like, he recognizes this Ukrainian's diligence and says, like, you know what? Yeah, this is smart. I should do this. He just got fuck you. He just got fucking right, beat now to let death. Me look at this, right? Thing. Exactly. So he does. He explores and he goes. He talks to the doctor. Doesn't get anything out of him. So he pulls this Jewish assistant aside, and he says, "Hey, like three posts in, he like he basically says, hey, listen, I basically understand what you're going through. You are enslaved.'" To this very high-ranking Nazi official, and you are being ordered to basically do whatever he says. And he literally turns around, looks at him, and says, "No, that's not. That is not what is happening here." Turns out, all of these experiments happening on many, many, many Jewish people are not Doctor Engel's idea. They are the Jewish man's idea. And oh, it's, it's because. What the doctor, or not the doctor, the Jewish man says is, God has shared his plan with me. The Nazi officer waits for a second. He goes, okay, so why aren't you going along with it? And he goes, well, I can't. Because it is just too awful. Okay. Sounds about right for God. Yep. And so he'd like... After that, this Nazi officer kind of is taken aback, and he gets way more interested, and he starts interviewing people over and over and over and over again. And essentially what you find out is this Dr. Engel is performing these horrific experiments on Jewish people, and there's no real, like, conclusion, at least from what I read. Uh, um, I have I have actually some parts on this story. Oh, yeah, please, please, yeah. please. I have, uh, I think I have your ending, actually. Please. Because I fucking don't have it here. The next post is actually about the SS officer and how he fell ill. Oh, did he? Yes. Um, He wakes up feeling a bit ill from these, like, vivid dreams that he's having. So, the last... Remember, the last thing that we heard was this officer inquiring about what was going on in this previous gas chamber this previous concentration camp it's a crazy time mm-hmm. um but yeah he had, a, he had a night full of vivid dreams and uh, as he goes to leave his quarters he hears news of this ukrainian soldier that's with them that's just going bananas and he attacked dr engel's team um it was the same ukrainian who brought that strange scroll uh skull over to him um they shot the fuck out of this guy <laughs> Um, and they found out that he had just, that this Ukrainian had ingested this, like, Swiss-made magical chemical, which we find out in earlier stories is this, like, highly potent (gasps) LSD. Um, we actually touch on that in the Japanese stuff that Mm -hmm. I kind of left out accidentally. These Japanese guys get a hold of this, uh, pure amount of LSD, and that allows them to come up with this, like, new laser type of technology like radar technology that can split through planes oh right 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 yes yes i forgot about that until now yeah that's actually super fucking important (laughs) kind of sort of um (laughs) but uh the doctor then tells the crew that anyone caught consuming the chemical will suffer the same fate as the ukrainian 
It was at this okay. time that the SS officer realizes, oh, fuck, I've been having weird-ass dreams. I touched that skull, and the Ukrainian guy touched that skull. I'm probably tripping out on LSD because this fucking guy gave it to me <laughs> on accident. Yeah. So he he's like, ah, should I tell the doctor? Probably not a good fucking idea. Um, so he kept the information to himself because the doctor would fucking kill him. Um, so it left him wondering about the weird drug that he took and the weird visions that it gave him. Uh, the visions are of this monstrous, bloody mother. That's what he calls it. Mm, sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. The man decided that he was going to kind of sneakishly observe Dr. Engel's research and try to get more information on what the fuck is going on. Um, Dr. Engel's lab is always being watched, so the information kind of took him a long time to gather. Um, he even worked with a couple buddies to get more information. Uh, he noticed these bloody packages... Uh, that would leave the lab, but after a while, they just kind of stopped, and those are the same bloody packages that you were talking about, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Um, so, one night while he was skulking around, he noticed something about the lab. Um, it made this horrible creaking noise, as he called it, in regular intervals. He said it sounded like a house, a very old house creaking, every four to five seconds. Um, that's when he realized that the building itself was breathing. What? It was alive. Alive. God. Okay, so I just want to say that so many SCPs oh, are in this. Oh, yes, for fucking come sure. Come to fucking mind. Oh, and I cannot wait sure. to do more of those. Um, over the next few weeks, he had more visions of the mother. Um, his troop and him decided that they were going to leave their base and go for a swim because the base started getting very, very hot and humid. Humid. And humid. There Cute. was a lot of condensation, like something we've seen before at Vietnam. On the Buddha statues. Weird, right? Mm. While they're out for a swim, um, they got a message that a group of prisoners broke out, and they broke into the armory. And there's this huge firefight from prisoners, and the officers just pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad uh, you had the actual audio for yeah, us right You're welcome. There. I'm yeah. doing all the work for you. Thank you. Um, he went to go check on Dr. Engel's lab, and he found out um, that the lab was kind of, like, burnt. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of burned down. It was charred sense. as fuck. Yeah, he found that Jewish guy that was you know, given all this experimenting on other people and everything that with the doctor. Yeah. Um, he was all bloodied and ripped up. The entire yep. doctor's team was just yep. eviscerated. Um, but the Jew, the Jewish guy, he whispered to him, I know this is not God. I've killed them, but others you must. The so, officer asked, I'm not done. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Theosopher. The officer Ossifer. asked, I must what? The Jewish man said, you've seen her. Your dream is the future. So, the mo- uh-huh. fuck, I'm so sorry. The mother? I, the Jewish, the, 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 the officer asked, the bloody woman? And the Jewish man responded, there is still time to stop her. You must. You must. And then he died. So, going a bit back to what uh, the the good doctor, Dr. Engel, said. Um, basically, this is where some uh, man wrestles with their version of God. And I guarantee you, any of our versions of God do not... Well, okay, Doug, you and I might be an exception. 
But hail Satan. Most other people do not view God <laughs> like what is found here. If you see, mm-hmm. you know, you find skulls with 16 eyeballs or eye holes, I guess. Massive fleshy mounds. Go ahead. Those are my eye holes. <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> like there's there's a lot of weird shit going on. And I do want to say so a little bit back right before the ending of this is where uh like the Jewish man talking to the the Nazi officer, right? Mm-hmm. Is where they're, they're talking they're discussing God. And he explicitly states that he cannot follow God's plan because it is just too awful. That's where this carries the fuck over and makes you it should make you feel like there's worms in your colon or some shit. Yeah. Like the, it's the, just fucking Ooh. The weirdest part is this isn't the full end yet either. I know. The the officer he after the Jewish man dies, he goes into the lab and he finds this long mm-hmm. like hallway where the the walls are just bones. And it's And it's, they're fucking yeah, they're like breathing. They're just yep. bones, like limbs and skulls. And he oh, sees. Shit. Did you just say a hallway that's full of bones? Yes, sir. I did. We did. And it's all coming together now. Yep. He is. sees at the at the end. He sees this like kind of a doorway that's kind of creaked open that he goes into, and he sees this like giant, like he he. They call it an obloid shape, almost as tall as him stippled with hundreds of what looked like eye sockets the lower portion consisted of com- a complicated structure that resembled several sets of jaws each with hundreds of thousands of teeth of all different size including molars incisors canines even animal teeth oh, i love this guy what dream he's great yeah, mike's boner is god i'm salivating at the mouth right now okay everyone i'm so sorry we have to take a quick break we'll be right back but Mike's boner is sweating too much. A little too much. Too much. Yeah, very, very uh, too much. The center of the shape was split vertically, and inside was a set of curving bone tubes that seemed to fill the interior. He knew he Mike, had. Are you th- okay right now? Like, oh god, yeah, dude, how, all this um, stuff, and I just, I'm, I'm imagining. Your, I'm just your hearing. Mind's going crazy. I'm just hearing George Michael's careless whisper in my ears right now. Like, <laughs> Um, he just you saw know, this thing and he knew he had to destroy it. And you know, if that's I what had, his plan was. if I had the fucking rights to that, I would play that song right here, but I'm not rich. Just play, if you could find it, one saxophone tune, just meh. So the next bit of narrative that we get into is, uh, honestly, I would kind of like to leave this up to the listener because it's. I'm not even gonna show you. It's it's fucking it's porn. It's just it's just porn. That's the best part of it. Or suggestions for more porn. Like it's it's basically uh so the Reinhardt Corporation is the one behind these um hygiene beds that like link you into the matrix and let you feel whatever the fuck you want. You really shouldn't give people that power because if you tell someone, hey, you can do whatever you want. 
guess what? They're going to do whatever they want. They're going to do whatever the fuck they want. And they do, which is mostly masturbation. Mostly. When it boils down, that's a human thing. Yeah, so I'm actually, Just I'm not... jerk it off every day. I'm going to let uh, let you guys read this one if you'd like to. But all I will say is this is basically an ode to humanity's carnality. Ode to jack off. Ode to the masturbation station. However, this next single post actually has a lot to do with all of this. So we all remember the uh, the SS officer who might have had a little bit of a problem with the nationality of one of the scientists on his team. Yeah, I feel they all had a problem with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the, uh, the Jewish man who was helping with the... Helping the Nazis deform people um, plays a bit of a part. So, here's the tie-in. There's a post called Prophetic. And it honestly seems like it's written by somebody who just took, like, four tabs of acid. <laughs> it's, it's fucked. Well, I, I mean, I feel all these people have done that already. Like, okay, you guys have seen the, the newest rendition of Color Out of Space, right? Mm-hmm. No. You haven't? Oh, it's so good. You're oh, it, it's very good. There is a scene where, <laughs> fuck, a man named Ward Phillips, who is the hydrologist of the area. Um, good old Ward Phillips. Makes contact with somebody who is possessed by a, a being, a color out of space. Let's just call it what it is. And he sees their home planet, and his mind is filled with tentacles and destruction and death and all this other shit. That is uh, pretty fucking indicative of what prophetic is about. Except, instead of, you know, the color Yogg-Sothoth or Shubnigroth or anything Lovecraftian, it is all about the, the Jews. Hmm. And the real space tentacle monsters of the world. <laughs> it, it basically describes a Jewish overlord coming down from space and saving the Jews, but killing everyone else. And like, it's just, it's, it's this massive tentacled beast that knows who is who. And like, it's, it's again, it's very Lovecraftian. It's fit. It reminds me of Yogg-Sothoth. Jethulu. Not Juthu. Oh, but that's a good fucking name. <laughs> I like that. I mean, it Fuck works. It. We'll call it. The prophet's name is Juthulu. <laughs> um, it basically, it's it very vaguely outlines like the end of the world, which is just everyone is connected to each other, but not the hive mind. Not in the way you might think. Yeah, yeah. yeah like more or less that everyone is one mind. Not everyone shares a mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it's very, very dark, it's very deep, and it's very, very, very prophetic. But that's prophetic. about all that comes out of the uh, the prophetic post. In our, uh, let's, let's take a 180 real quick <laughs> <laughs> to my personal favorite. We're talking about a post called the Old Apple Nullity Next. Is that what it's called? That is what it is. <laughs> I refuse to call it the other thing until we get it done oh, with. All right. I'm going to read the whole post so you can get a good feel for it. Okay. <clears throat> there once was a little boy who loved swinging on the tire swing in his backyard. It was a simple swing made from an old tire and a length of rope tied to a branch of utter non-existence. 
on many a lazy Sunday afternoon. He would while away for the hours, swinging back and forth under the shade of the big, leafy, existential nullity. And in the fall, he picked apples from it. That's what it says. Doesn't make much sense. No. But the man who wrote these did say that his grammar (laughs) sucks, so... That's fair. At least he gave you a warning. Thank you. One day, his father told him to cut down the apple nullity. But, Pa, he protested, I love the old nullity. Mind what I say, boy, his father said. I don't like ontological paradoxes, and I don't like you sassing me much. The boy ran crying to his mother. Ma, Pa said I have to cut down the old nullity. Say it ain't so. I'm afraid it's for the best. The other day I was weeding the tomato patch and saw Sammy the cat had gotten into the nullity. When I was trying to get him down, I accidentally gazed into an infinitely branch of timeline of events, which never happened and never will happen. Well, I'll be dumbed if that old Sammy didn't jump right out of my head. But, Ma, what about my tire swing? Come on, now, there's all sorts of other things you can tie your tire swing to. What about one of the giant flayed demon penises that grow abundantly in our world and provide our lumber? I'm sorry, what? You heard me. <laughs> you don't interrupt okay, me, you heard me. fair enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> Keep going, senior demon penis. But, Ma, I don't want to swing on some dumb old demon penis. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even... <laughs> what? You just say that because you haven't tried it. Now mind your paw and fetch an axe. The boy got his father's axe and went to chop the non-thing down. But after a dozen swings, he found his hands were red and sore. The axe's demon penis handle was quite rough. (laughs) (laughs) He called to his father, Paul, this dumb penis (laughs) demon... Paul, this dumb demon penis handle has got my hands all scratched to tarnation. Oh, boy, don't you have any sense? Why don't you wear some gloves? The boy. If this the, isn't the fucking the biggest boy. euphemism for just beating your shit yes. all day. Yes, boy, thank you. The boy put some gloves on, but his hands were already quite scratched. At the end of the day, they were covered in blisters, and the tree still hadn't fallen. He worked the next day, despite all the pain, and finally brought the non-thing crashing down. How mighty proud. (laughs) Hang on, sorry. Hey, there's more. (laughs) How mighty proud of you, son, the boy's father said, tossing his hair. I guess it's true what they say. The nut doesn't fall far from the demon penis. (laughs) Why did we not cut this out? Because this is integral to the story, Doug. (laughs) My God. So, for all of you that want to know, this is the sole story that is a part of the demon penis narrative. (laughs) Enough said. Yeah, this is... I wish I could say sorry and actually mean it. I'm waiting but for I'm my, fucking, I'm not sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for my award. I guess we did talk about that. a giant space pussy. It only yeah, makes sense to talk a about a giant demon penis. Yeah. So that's kind of a little out of place. Um, what is... What's up next? Uh, I mean, up next is kind of a weird one. Um, it talks about... It's kind of like a user, like an online chat kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very quick. Um, Fortunately, it, this one's very non-sequential. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. called uh, 
The War of the Mind is Lost. Uh, it's about this person named General Castillo, and they disappeared. Um, it says that she made a real flesh narrative. She was clever. She got a lot farther than any of us have a right to. But Q smelled her. Q slew her proxies. Q localized her. Q funneled uh. her paths to one disconnection. Um, it, it, it's kind of just how this person just kind of vanished. Um, this General Castillo, who's apparently very important... Um, and then it talks about how Q is kind of the answer for the world and how Q cannot be stopped. Uh, not after 10 trillion heat deaths, not if every particle in the universe became a transistor, and they all cycled together, and the stones themselves cried out, the war of the mind is lost, we lost it. Now begins the plague, the plague of the flesh. So there's a, there's a pretty common theme happening at this point, yeah. Skin. Flesh. Just flesh. Um, all of these stories are, okay, in case you could not fucking tell, all these <laughs> stories are happening at very different intervals in time. They're very weird. Um, but they all have the same element, which is flesh interfacing. Also, General Costello is Karen. We find that out. I, I, we brushed past that earlier, but Karen's last name is Costello, so. Whoa! So, the next uh, set of narratives that we end up getting to is actually just a one-off post called The Crystal Tower, and it's actually more of a poem than anything, okay. so I'm just going to read this out. Shakespeare's here. I think <laughs> my dog might be reading it for you. You are so cute, you little bitch. <laughs> Go ahead, Doug. Um, so, the title of the poem is actually called On the Planet Surfaced a Great Crystal Tower. The remnant's ember of a dying star drifts along the galactic fringe. Companioned solely by a tiny world. On the planet's surface, a great crystal tower lords over a vast and airless plain. The cooling star's blue light draws the tower's shadow across the land and marks the passing of the ages. Through the core of the tower runs an artery of living flesh, branching paths of blood and refracted within facets. At the base of the spire, there is no door, no entryway but at the top, a fleshy orifice. Once or twice in age, for purpose unknown, the tower's mouth expels a living human to fall down and down through the airless space and land atop a scree of other people. A traveler passing on foot would be forgiven for wondering why so many other travelers had approached the tower and flung themselves down at its base to die. Perhaps it was in a prayer, or perhaps they were searching for an entryway for a door which doesn't exist. Ooh. Sounds like a flesh interface. Sounds like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going to do that? She listens to the podcast. Journey. Well, if she's continuing to listen after the torment we've put her through, fucking I love your mother. <laughs> I also love your mom. Um, don't do that to me, John. <laughs> don't give me those dead eyes. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, what else do we have to fucking touch on? There's, we've gotten, so far we've gotten the origin of the interfaces, what the interfaces do, who is able to access them, not so much how to make them, well, kind of. LSD is heavily involved. Where they go, and now we're going into stories about what happens after they're back. 
What else do we have, Doug? Well, we have two different narratives, and we're going to kind of sum these two up in the same uh, space, because they actually happen at the same time. Um, So we have, I want to say, like, a bunch of, like, early on posts, and then we have, like, the back half of the 90 uh, to 100 posts that basically tell the narrative. Uh, There's two narratives. One is called Son, and one is called Author. And these two posts actually are going to tie everything together and then end it all at the same time. Which is, it's really exciting to see it all come to an end, actually. Yes. But it's also really cool to see all the things from before end up finishing up. Oh, yeah. So, fucking, let's just get right into it, because I have some exciting goddamn theories I'd like to get into. So, to summarize everything, we get these two narratives, like I said. Son and author. Um, The son narrative actually coincides with a lot of the author posts, um, because when you're reading it, you actually get these split pieces of the author narrative that then just randomly cuts into the son narrative. So you have to, like, kind of take it with a grain of salt and kind of put things together as you will. So you have to, like... Put it in order. Yeah, you you, okay. you really do. Now, I'm going to say about 80% of the author posts are just the the addiction-like um, theme that we see th- running through all the posts that are happening. So, again, the when we say addiction, we don't mean, like, to drugs or anything. We literally mean to these, like, fucking, um, the, the, the beds, the, uh... Well, not even that. It's like most alcohol. of these stories are are about his alcoholism and how horribly addicted to alcohol he was, and how oh, he, shit, was, okay. he was he was basically like, no, no, I'll never be, you know, one of those alcoholics. But like, then he becomes one, yeah, and very like, quickly. Like half okay. the posts are him basically waking up in a new hotel room or a new apartment, and like not everything's knowing. smashed up. He got beat to shit. Um, yeah, there's blood everywhere. Like, it, like almost like I said, almost eighty percent of the posts are like that. So it kind of it adds a sense of like realism to the. Yeah, there, there's a point where it talks about and... him like losing his job, mm-hmm. and he's staying at his parents' house, and he's just fucked up all the time, and he he wakes up from being hung over and uh he's just he just doesn't remember how he got there he's just in the front lawn arguing with his mom yeah yeah and, shit all right and he's just like fucking i've been training for 10 years i'm mad and <laughs> sucks and well it, it's actually it's almost sad to read these posts because like 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 he said one of them is he wakes up in his apartment or a, an apartment that he doesn't actually realize is his until like maybe like an hour into being awake and he's just like, how did I get here? Why is everything smashed up? Like, why is my face all black and blue? Like, why is there blood on the floor? Damn. And he even talks about how, like, he'll wake up. It's like, he'll wake up at, like, 3 p.m. And he's like, I can't start drinking yet. Like, I got to wait at least until 8 o'clock. And then the next sentence is, I got to wait at least until 6 o'clock. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it keeps right. changing because he's having problems. Yeah. And, and he'll say things like, you know, he's like, oh, addiction is is such a overrated statement like the only way we can treat addiction is with another addiction and like all this stuff and it actually gets really really deep the more you think about it because like it's kind of true like yeah we treat heroin to, addicts with another drug that he, they basically uh, have he to even take. starts to attack like 
AA meetings by saying it's just a way to oh my try god to get yeah yeah cult and how I, re- I read that well th- wasn't there something that just like set him off like he was fine he was fine he was fine and then he like somebody said something about well he, god well he goes into he goes into a meetings because yeah. of an argument with his mom and that's what sets him on the path to try to do better okay um he, he was also at like a like a i want to call it a halfway house yeah where he yeah, meets yeah a couple like main yeah. players in his narrative that um oh shit what is his name um sean yeah, 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 Sean. Yeah, yeah. So his this, roommate at the time. Yeah, him and Sean have this like love hate relationship where Sean kind of picks on him as like almost like a big brother kind of like status with him, but ends up He's telling like, him a couple things that are going to be like really important at the end of this narrative. Um, and one of the things that Sean mentions to to the author is um, <laughs> this warehouse. That has a hallway. Yep. Full of bones. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah. He's uh, Sean is a crackhead. Yeah. That's what he says in this, and he's like, uh, you know, I just went in this warehouse to look for stuff to steal, and then I just stumbled into this dark abyss in this warehouse that was just filled with a hallway of filled bones and Ooh, and, and that limbs should, and stuff, and that should tie you directly a, back to the fucking prophetic. Post. There was a point where um, the author was like. Are, are you fucking with me right now? Because the author knows about these, like, rooms full of, hallways full of bones and everything. He's like, are you fucking with me right now? Like, did you read, like, my diary? Did you read, like, my journal, my Reddit posts, the, the places I've been, like, uh, 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 venting to? And he's like, yeah. nope, I saw it in the warehouse over here. And they're like, whoa. Yeah, and at this point, we start to realize that all the narratives before this, everything that we just went through in episode one and now this episode are coming from this man. Yep. This and alcoholic. The best part is you kind of learn that it's, it's not, it's not like a, a it's not, it's, it's not a linear narrative. It's a catalog. Oh yeah. And that like when I, when I learned that, my fucking hair stood up on end. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this the- is no longer like we're following somebody. We are, we're reading about past people. Yeah, you and know? and it's kind of crazy, too, because we actually cut a bunch of the posts so out of much. this. So much. So much. He actually <laughs> talks about all these posts yeah. just in his story itself. The first post, he mentions how um, he's like, you know, he even says himself, like, sorry, I had to post, like these stories and just random subs, but yep. I didn't need it to gain too much attraction because I didn't want people to catch he, he on to want, me. He basically said, I don't he want paranoid. The, the like the powers that be to yeah. catch on. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I, I, I have all this knowledge and I, I have to write this down now while I'm still sane because eventually I'm going to be driven mad by it. And that's kind of what he's been doing. Yeah, he, he, he mentions, he's like, so we actually didn't go over these posts, but he's like, he's like, why the hell am I writing about cats and dogs right now? Yeah, so... Just it's to very fill you in, there are uh, two separate narratives, one from a dog's point of view and one from a cat's point of view. And another from aliens. Aliens. <laughs> There's, we, okay, uh, if we're being honest, we skipped so fucking much. You, it would benefit everybody who's listening to this to go back and literally read through all all of these narratives because holy shit they are fucking fantastic they are written very very well um but one of the things i do want to mention is that once we get closer to the 90th post Mm -hmm. we start seeing the author posts 
including another narrative in between it, which is called the Sun Narrative. And I'm going to try and just sum this up super hard for you, but basically this like story within a story um, is about a son who whose parents leave the house to go to the store and kind of never come back. And then we see a reoccurring character come into play. All of a sudden, there's a woman sitting in the living room in the son's house who's got long gray hair, yep. sticks and twigs coming out of it. Yep. And he doesn't really get a good look at her for a while until it's been about a week that she's been there. And then finally, they start to interact to, to one another. And we kind of get the, you know, the play-by-play that this is Mother Horse Eyes. Mm-hmm. <gasps> he explains the animal parts. Yep. The weird sideways eyes, oh, the yellowness, so the smell of disease and it's cigarettes. So you get all the same, uh, you know, descriptors. Yeah, that we did before. And long story, this sh- like long story short, the ending of this story and the ending of the author post coincide so fucking well. So we have the author basically going into this kind of depressive episode i don't really have a better word for it but he's basically like drunken stupor sort of this is the ending i need to have my ending i need to find this hallway of bones i need to you know get on with the the finale of my story Mm -hmm. and then you also have the son story coinciding with that where basically like i said the son's parents left mother horse eyes comes in and the son for whatever reason can do magic on these stones that mother horse eye has left in his room so these stones basically can uh, do whatever the sun wants. She like Mother Horse Eyes literally is like, if you want to eat something, just make like think that these stones are bread and it'll be that way. So he does that. He makes the bread. He eats. Cool. But then he starts to get a little bit ahead of himself. He's like, I'm gonna bring my parents back, and then he forms his parents. Yep. And they come back. But he's not strong enough of a magic user to fully encompass his parents forever. So think again, Full Metal Alchemist, when Ed and Al decide they want to try to bring their mother back. Yep. It's, and uh, it does not fucking go well. <laughs> humans cannot play God, unfortunately. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. So his parents come back. He sees them. He's like, "Where were you? Where were you? Like, I'm so I was so scared. Like, you left me with this woman." And they're like, "What? Are you, what woman are you talking about?" And then, before they can even get into the house, they just melt into this disgusting pile of like goo. Basically, think the uh, the ghost child from Rick and Morty. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, Mother Horse Eyes gets upset, puts him in a cage, and says, "You cannot do this shit. Like you." have to listen to me or else you're going to be coming like you're going to be in one of the cages like all the other children are Mm -hmm. and lo and behold there's a bunch of random children in this house now that are just in cages um so he starts to obey what she's saying and basically starts practicing magic on his own in very little spurts and jump back to the the author narrative he's now being like okay i'm going to the warehouse I'm going to find this bone hallway and I'm going to fight this thing that's there, this devil, whatever it is, and I'm going to have my finale. So we have these two stories lining up, lining Mm -hmm. up, lining up, and then we get to a point where the author goes into the warehouse, Mm -hmm. goes downstairs, and remembers 
when you're close to the thing, you're going to start getting this wave of nostalgic smells, memories start flooding into your system, mm-hmm. and it's not happening for him. The, uh, that, that's funny that you mentioned that. I forgot about that as well. When he's talked about his roommate, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, when Sean breaks into the warehouse and sees it, he's immediately starts thinking of when he would uh, hang out with his daughter and yep. feed her applesauce, and he immediately starts smelling applesauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so basically... Um, we have the, the author not getting this nostalgic feeling, and then we jump over to the Sun story again. The Sun story ends with basically him kind of coming to terms with what's happening, opening the window, and floating out into the light. We real quick jump back to the author story, and then it hits him. The nostalgic memories, the nostalgic smells, uh-huh. come on, come on. and the feeling of something at the end of the hallway watching him when he realizes he's standing in a pile of bones. <laughs> and he just walks into the darkness. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And that's where we oh, conclude it's so everything. Good. It's so good. Because until you fucking hear all of these narratives... The main narratives are not going to make any fucking sense. And now that you have, here we fucking are. What a juicy story. Oh, it's so good. I it's just, so good. I just love the floating into the light and the walking into the darkness it's thing. It's so... Like, the metaphor is amazing. Yin and yang. It's... I... Okay. I'm going to be 100% honest. I never thought a narrative like this would ever come about. Just because of like, the way it was portrayed, I guess. Like, Can you imagine... Writing out, like, I don't know, fucking, how many hours of content is this? Like, three or four or some shit? I mean, if you read it all, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's imagine, like reading a short book. Imagine writing all that content, oh. separating it by paragraph, and then going to Reddit and being like, okay, where's this content? Post. Yeah. Okay, where's this? The fucking foresight is incredible. Like, the writing is amazing. It's just, it's so fucking good. Yeah. It's creepy. It's a very good story. Do we actually have a name for the person who wrote Mother Mother Horse Eyes? No. Like an actual name? Okay. No, it's just... Because I know originally the Reddit users um, thought it was a woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that thread. Yeah, and basically they were like, you know, this woman's great, doing this and that. And then the like Mother Horse Eyes actually came out and was like, yo... Not not a woman. I'm a dude. <laughs> yeah. And actually, he he ended up giving, like, a bunch of, like, random, like, I think Vice it yeah. was, like, a, an actual exclusive interview to continue the story. And, like, we actually get a bunch of these parts of, like, the story from different places that aren't Reddit. And, well, um, when so when this was actually going on, it was, while it was going on, it was very popular. Oh, yeah. But it, it died very quickly. Like, all interest died out because, like, what do you I think? I think it just got too complicated. Well, that and, point. like, you can't enjoy it anymore. Once, like, once the post is posted, you have, what, a month? Well, I'm pretty sure one of the biggest reasons, too, was that there was a Reddit, um, a subreddit that was made. Yeah. And oh, then I'm... something happened where, uh, everybody that was collecting the stories. Um, whoever the moderator was, I don't know, like, shut it down. Yeah, well, that's and, like, why it's so hard to find... That's why it's so hard to find the actual narrative. Yeah. And that's why I'm so fucking happy that I saved the Reddit post that had all of it. Yeah. Because yeah. 
you can't find this shit anywhere. No, like no, you it, you just can't. And it's a shame because this kind of storytelling is something I would love to see from here on out for every kind of storytelling. It's very well done. Yeah, yep. find a niche market, post a bunch of fiction, see who bites, and if they do, fuck it, let's keep going. And that, my friends, is the story of Mother Horse Eyes. God damn it, so good. Woo. So, earlier, I did mention that I had a little bit of a theory about what all of this was about. So I know this is all, it's very disjointed, it's all over the place, and it's its all very well written. But, there is one thing that is continuously joining all of it. You know Alcohol. what that is? No. LSD. Almost. Space pussy. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. LSD. So... When you are on LSD, <laughs> when you're on LSD, you tend to get a sense of like, you know, okay, so you notice coincidental patterns and you put meaning to it. Like anything that happens out of the ordinary, you put meaning to it. And that's just how it, how it goes. The best part about this whole narrative is that it is the embodiment of LSD. Oh, it's like one huge acid trip, for literally, sure. Almost literally, because when you're on any kind of acid or LSD, you take like whatever you can find and you attach it to other things, and you find these little coincidences that add up and add up and add up. And all of a sudden, you're like, holy fuck, I understand the universe. And that's because you think you understand coincidence. If you look at all these stories, every single story, every single narrative puts part of it into another narrative. Like yeah. the, the cats. Yep. Like, you find them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or fucking, uh, even the investigator narrative. Like, you find little parts of, like, the Falklands come up again. Uh, the Arctic comes up again. Like, it's everything has something that connects it. So, well, okay, so, actually, I just thought of this. My mind just got blown. Remember how I started the episode? Yes. Was the storyteller where yes. he was, like, telling the story. Yep. You never yep, yep, yep. heard the ending. You know why? Everyone kept telling him the beginning of the story. Correct. In that new. St- oh my god. That's why I think this story is fucking genius. Because not only does it I tell just you a story, Doug's brain explode in real time. That was pretty great. <laughs> not only do you fucking hear a story about people who are on LSD, you experience LSD without even noting knowing it. You have no idea. Damn. Until you're here. And then all of a sudden you're like, I had my own slight theory on it that I don't think works anymore. I'd um, love to hear after it. hearing all the stories. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Um, I I thought for a while there that the the author bit was kind of like a um, like the end of it all, mm-hmm. and everything that was happening was there, there. There has to be something in my opinion because we we get them talking about this hallway of bones we get mm. that more towards the end yep. where before it was hallways of flesh well so so to me it feels like the flesh is kind of slowly drying out and turning to bone like it's dying like the acid trip is wearing off like there's kind something of, there guess. you know what i mean like so i feel like there might be something there to where the the end where it's bone the story is dried up or or his time is done it's it's death the 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 dry bone hallway is death where the 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 flesh interfaces, the fleshy tunnels is life because that's you go in, you come out born again. Yep. So I feel like there might be something there, especially because he's walking in at the end of these, the at the, at the end of the story, he's walking into the the bony hallways, walking into the darkness. That's 
what if what if death. that hallway is where the f- loud ass rain? Yeah. What if the yeah really? What if the flesh <laughs> interface when it actually kills something inside of it? What if that hallway is where it spits the bones out? Maybe after feeding. Yeah. Maybe. So that would explain the whale carcasses in earlier stuff as and well. the segmentation. Yeah. And the reason why people still are still alive after being cut in half, like that, yes, uh, that yes. uh, Korean guy from the Japanese yep. story. So to me, it, <laughs> I think it's a life, uh, 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 yin and yang, life and death type yeah. of thing. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. flesh interface is life in its purest form, and these bony hallways is purest. death in its purest form. So has have you guys seen John dies at the end? No. Neither of you? Oh my god. Okay, first off, the next movie you fucking watch is that one. Because it goes over a fleshy, writhing mass. Uh, Korok, I think is his name? Yeah, Korok is his name. And basically what he does is he preserves intelligence by ingesting it. And it reminds me so much of this story, but on a way weirder... Like, imagine a very serious story... But all of the doorknobs in that story were penises. And, oh, and that, penises. that is John Dies at the end, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Well, what a way to end the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just watched what? Akira the other day. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Good, good, good <laughs> call. fucking fantastic. Good call. It's a fleshy, fantastic anime. Fleshy interfaces, for yes. sure. And, and that yes, anime yes, was yes. made in, like, fucking 1982 or something. Yeah, shit. dude. I love the way they animated that shit back in the day. But Have you seen the behind-the-scenes stuff to it? I have not. mm, Delicious. Love it. Mm, Mm. Damn. Mm. Anyway. um, Yeah, that was Mother Horse Eyes. You know, very good story. Honestly. So good. I know we skimmed through a fuck ton. Like, if we didn't condense this down, this is already two episodes. This would have been like a four or five parter. No, no, no. no, We could have done an episode a week for a year yeah, if, on if, this. We, if we want yeah. to get super detailed. Like, there's a lot here. And that's that's what we're saying, though. Like, please go... Check it out. Read it. Read it. Read it's through a very it. Very compelling read. And read through it how it was meant to be read. Like they, if you go, you can literally just Google Mother Horse Eyes Reddit, and it will give you all the posts where they came from. Go and look at the context. Like yes. the first couple of posts, at least for me, are super integral because you get one about a coup somewhere, and all of a sudden you get these fucking yeah, flash I, interfacing I the, stories. The like one, it's yeah. just. Yeah. It's b- fucking bananas. We had to cut out a bunch of, like, a f- we had to cut out so much stuff. Like, I had this whole bit on this, this like, alien love couple who, one of them oh, yeah. is, like, a vegetarian alien kind of guy, and the, the other- The chitinous cruciform yeah, organism. Yeah. and the other yeah, is yeah. not, but the other one is, like, eat this pink meat that I found. He's like, okay, and it's assumed <laughs> that the pink meat is people, and it's like, where'd you get it? And she's like, the fucking monks brought it to me, and it's like, where'd the monks get it? My pussy. Know. Yeah, and it's like, what, what, where did this come from? But there's so much shit that we just yeah. had to let go, unfortunately. Yeah, like, but I, one of my favorite posts actually is the one about the girl that plays the video game, and she yeah. gets really obsessed with it. But she's yeah. in the hospital, yep. and they just let her play it all day, and then she like basically gets introduced to the hygiene bed. The hygiene bed. Well, that's then, the same fucking lady in the next like three stories for that. Yeah, the one who just can't help but diddle herself all the time when she gets pulled out of it. The, the one who kid. fucking invents... She's actually the same person who, like, experiences... So if you go through and read this, you're going to find somebody who experiences a literal system crash. Like, they, they tell you what it's like 
to go through a like have your whole reality come if crashing you read down this, around you. If you read this, if you know the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's just like pointing, yeah, yeah you're yeah. gonna be doing that a lot when yep. you read this. You're gonna be yeah. like, oh, hey, like I, oh, I got it. And now yeah. you're gonna have a bunch of connectors while you're reading it for yeah. the first time. You're yeah. gonna be like, oh fuck. And honestly, I really hope that we put this in some kind of fucking like order for somebody who's listening. I don't care if it's one person because this whole story is hyper convoluted. It's posted all over the internet and you have to do a lot of work just, just to decipher it. So again, we'll leave the post, uh, the, the, the link to the hundred posts in the comment or the, the description. Sorry. And we can go from there. Yeah. Um, sign offs, Jason, what do you have for the people? What do you think I have for them? Okay. We just fucking read a story about flesh interfacing and, like, getting segmented. I would say I would say fucking stay paranoid. Because what the fuck if that happens to you? You could walk out this door right now and get cut in half, and no one will care. We might be in a space pussy right now. Yeah. Is that your sign-off, Doug? Nah, just flick your space bean and your space (laughs) bean. (laughs) Spenis. Your spenis and your your spenis. I would say... Go get yourself a horse cadaver. Are we going to reenact the Godfather right now? No, no, we're not going to leave a horse head in the bed. Um, what's what's his name, Mister? We're going to leave a horse dick in the toilet. No, go 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 find Mister Ed and Wilbur and just kick Wilbur. Um, but find Mister Ed, take his teeth out, put them in your mouth, chew a couple carrots. All right, I'm getting see what life is like. See what life is like as a horse. Horse. Do you buy? <laughs> Do, <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Rip your eyeballs out. Replace them with horse eyes, and tell us tell what you me. see. Yeah, because honestly, that's the only way I can see You'll looking see at this narrative. Imprisoning a, me. All right, guys. See. Check us out. Horror. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Linktree, YouTube, Patreon. anywhere. Everything is available for streaming. Our Patreon. We need you supporters. We do. We love you guys. Thanks. Also, for new fucking supporters, please be on the lookout. If you get in now, I promise you, you will get benefits beyond benefits because you will be coming in at the cheaper tiers. Just yeah. because we're starting out. If we're you're on just, Twitter... Throw up the hashtag DeludiPod. Or and, stay paranoid. Or stay paranoid. Because that one's actually taking off. Yes. And we will, <laughs> which I'm fucking shocked yeah. about, but yes. We'll find you, we'll love you, we'll message you. If you just hashtag Deludi or hashtag stay paranoid, go to linktree.com slash DeludiPod. Or like Doug said, DeludiPod on everything. Or don't look on the internet on things like YouTube and such. Uh, please Mike, review us on Apple Podcasts as well. Oh yeah, we please. need that. That's apparent. That's very important, apparently, for podcast stuff. So leave us please, twenty stars. Please, just out just, of five. You no, know, just twenty yeah, out of right? five stars. <laughs> no, you know, be honest. Just give us a review. If yeah, it, even if it's a one star, uh, you know what? I'll take the criticism. It's a review. Yeah, you honestly, tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what we need to fix. Yep. Like we, we give me your we honest just opinion. Make this the best I just, thing we can. I love all of you. If you're if you're listening for even five minutes. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Welcome. Go back to the beginning of the podcast because yes. you're coming to the wrong spot. Right?